of pride this morning. We invite you in, God. We invite you in, God. We invite you in, God. Because all we want is you. All we want is you. Come on, tell them that. You. All we want is you, Jesus. All we want is you. All we want is you, God. And we're just stirring up the atmosphere with our hunger.
freedom in Jesus name come on I mean I, I love singing about freedom but it's not enough to sing about this idea of freedom come on it's not just say oh Lord there's freedom and then we go back to life as normal come on prison walls are broken and when the presence of God is in the house Jesus is in the house to this morning I, so I want to just break off some chains come on I want to Jesus set some people free here this morning. Come on, I want to see God begin to move in the lives of his people once again. So this is what I want to encourage you to do today. Come on, I mean, you can worship Jesus from your chair. Believe Jesus is there. He's there. He's right there where you are. But I mean, I believe that there's, this is what, this is what it says in Psalm 133. It says that, that whenever... Whenever the people dwell together in unity, but whenever people come together in one place, in one accord, in one mind, in one moment, in one motion, that it says that it's like the oil that is poured upon the head. It's like anointing comes. 
and it flows like in the beard of Aaron. I mean, there's something that's powerful when we come together in unity. So this is what I want us just to do this, this morning. We're gonna have a little bit of a Holy Ghost dance party. Is that okay? I mean, is it okay to actually have some freedom in the house of freedom? I mean, look, I may, this may challenge your theological perspectives on dancing. I'm sorry, you were wrong. It's okay. There's dancing in heaven. There could be dancing on earth. We're preaching a series literally called Heaven on Earth. You may not be the best dancer. I'm going to just give you a little instruction. This is dancing, okay? This is good enough, okay? Anything. We're just aligning our bodies with Christ. So this is what I want to do. If you need some freedom, if you just want to say, Lord, I, I want freedom, would you just come make your way right here? Come on, we're just going to call this this place of unity. Come on, just respond by faith. And we're just going to kind of just celebrate a little bit. We're going to keep singing this song about freedom. Come on, I believe there's freedom in the house. I believe there's freedom in the house. God told me this morning, I have a, a full sermon prepared. He said, Joe, write your sermon, but we're going to do something else. I was like, okay, okay. So we're just going to begin to believe by faith. So worship team, I know in the words of Dr. Lynn, go for it. Okay, we're just going to just bring it. As a matter of fact, do we have any dancers in the house? Who's, man, Shannon, come on up here. Come on, come on. Desmond, come on. Come on, come on, Desmond. Come on, Sheila, come on. As a matter of fact, yeah, Jesse, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, we're just gonna, we're just gonna dance this morning. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Abby, come on. Hey, anybody else? Come on, who's, a, where's the dancers? Come on. Parker, come on, man, come on. I need some guys. Anybody wanna come? Y'all come on up here. If y'all wanna come, and we're just gonna dance. Come on, we're just gonna dance. We're gonna dance for Jesus. We're gonna dance for Jesus. Come on, we're gonna dance for Jesus. Come on, I wanna see chains broken. Maybe it's some philosophical chains. Come on, maybe it's chains of addiction. Maybe it's chains of sickness. Maybe it's chains of disease. We're gonna dance the chains off. We're gonna dance the chains off. We're gonna sing the chains off. Put that bridge up there. Come on. Come on, yeah, you want healing in your body? This is the place. Come on, you want healing in your body? Come on. Come on. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Come on. Grace is waiting. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Come on, you want healing? You want restoration? Waiting. waiting on you to respond.
believe that there's power in this moment right now. This is what's interesting is that it says that the Lord God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he dwells upon the praises of his people. It says he dwells upon the praises of his people. God is here in the house. Come on, can we put that bridge up on the screen? Come on. Chains will shake, but prison, but you know the words, come on, guys. Jesus <laughs> Lives made whole. Come on, let's just begin to declare that. Come on, let's begin to declare that. Chains will fall, prison shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Lives made whole, awake at the sound of Jesus. Come on, that's a prophetic de declaration. Come on, right now. Come on, prophetically, we're declaring this in the house. Come on, lives being made whole right now in Jesus' name. Come on, chains will fall, chains will fall. Chains will fall, prison shake at the sound of Jesus' name. what in the world is going on today? Let me just tell you something. When Jesus frees you up and he heals you, there's nobody that can hold you down. Not one person. Come on. Hey. Come on. There's nobody that can hold you down. So there's some freedom in this place. So if there's something in your heart that's just like, let me tell you, if you're not willing to dance for the Lord so that you can be healed, if you're not willing to shout for the Lord so that you can be healed, the Bible says this. It says, you ask, but you ask amiss. Therefore, don't ask for anything because he won't give it to you. Those are double-minded men. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. That we don't have to eat the crumbs like the dogs. 
if you need healing, there's going to be all this worship time. But don't let the enemy bind your arms by your side. Don't let him keep your feet bolted to the ground. Because you got a God in this place that wants to heal your body. He wants to heal your mind. Come on, he wants to heal your soul. Because that soul's got stinking thinking. Your spirit man's hopping on the inside. But your soul is keeping him from moving. Your mind, your will, your emotions. They're like, oh no, I can't do this. This is too weird. What you gonna tell people when Jesus heals you? Isn't that just a little bit weird? Come on, you didn't need medicine, why not? Isn't that just a little bit weird? A little bit of hopping and a little bit of dancing ain't gonna kill you guys. Matter of fact, it'll set you free. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the glory of God is in this house this morning. saying is, is if you want healing you better get it you better get it amen there's healing in the house healing in the house I'll tell you how powerful just a little personal testimony just I, I don't know if it was something that I ate or something but last night I mean I nearly went to the hospital I had such a severe stomach pain I thought I was having some kind of gallbladder attack I never had one but I'm sure it hurts well this hurt but um, and you know my faith was like here it's like God I need some type of something <laughs> morphine whatever it takes this is miserable pain and God just spoke a little word Shannon prayed for me of course and he's just like Joe would you just trust me in this it's like okay and uh as a matter of fact I mean I just reached out to Pastor Daryl and said hey man I need prayer my stomach hurts but also be ready to preach today because I didn't think I'd be able to come and do this but God but God he is our healer he is our healer. And, and listen, it's not like the world is out there declaring this. It's not like you're, if you're waiting on the world to just make a decision that Jesus is their healer, Jesus is our savior, Jesus is our sovereign king, that will not happen. It's actually the role of the church to bring that in. So let's just spend this rest of this time in worship, just in worship and thankfulness that he is our healer. He healed me. He can heal you. Come on, can we just extend our hands right now all over this place? Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, we just declare your name, Jesus, in this house. Lord, have your way. Have your way, have your way. Come on, can you say that? You say, have your way, Jesus. 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 Lord, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, God, for pouring out your spirit in such a way this morning. We come to you, God, completely surrendered this morning, God. I thank you today, God, that there was a question posed some 2,000 years ago at the tomb of Jesus. It was a dark, appeared to be a dark moment to Jesus' people. And three women of God show up to the tomb grieving. Luke 24 says they had brought their spices with them. And they show up to the tomb not knowing that heaven would be posing earth a question. And two angels of the Lord are present. in all glory in all his majesty and the three women of God are there grieving and then heaven poses a question to earth it says in Luke chapter 24 why do you seek the living among the dead he is not here but he is risen. And the question that heaven posed to earth that day is still ringing 2,000 plus years in the heavens today. Why seek the living amongst the dead? What does that mean for us in this room today? That your healing is not found in maybe old places places that you've been, things that have been said, things that have been done, places that 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 have been. Oh, look, I thank God for the old time revivals, but can I tell you today that God desires to do a new thing, right? He is the creator of all heaven and all the earth. If you notice anything about a creator, They don't like to be put in the box, continue to do the same things over and over again. It's us that keeps going back to tombs saying, look what God did here. Look what God did here. And I want to tell you today, whatever tomb you keep going back to, the living is not there. The living has gone. The living has ascended to another level. And I come to tell somebody today that what God has desired for his people is not in that old tomb, it's not in old places, it's not where where the old time revivals, where we thank God for that, we can learn from that, we can grow from that, but God desires to do a new thing. A new thing in you, your family, and today we shall declare that we won't go looking for Jesus in old places. But that his spirit says, come higher. You're too low. You're too low. You're looking at my garments that's on the floor. I'm up high. I have, 
ascended. My spirit has ascended upon you. You're looking too low. Look to the hills where your help cometh from. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus that we shall leave all tombs, Lord God. We shall not look for you amongst the dead, God. But you are living. You are alive. You have made your home within each and every person that calls you Savior. God, today I thank you, God, for new works, new outpouring, God. Lord God, blow afresh on your people today, God. Move afresh on your people today, God. Pour out your oil, God. Pour out your oil, God. Pour out your oil, God. Manifest yourself, God, within the life, Lord God of every person here today, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, today. Father, I pray for every person here today, God. And we declare, God, we won't look for you in old places, old religions, we won't look for you in black churches, white churches. God, we won't look for you in the Catholic church, Baptist church, non-denom. God, we've come, Lord God, not to find you in old places, but we've come to find your spirit amongst a remnant of people that say, I won't be bound to old systems, old thinkings, old way of doing things, but I will be found by where your spirit is. Father, today, mm, just extend your hands to heaven. Father, today, we declare God. We declare God today that we shall be glory seekers, God. Lord, wherever you go, we shall go. Where you move, we shall move. What heaven is speaking, we shall speak. What heaven declares, we shall declare. What, he what, what, the, what the newspaper of heaven comes out, we shall read and declare what thus saith the Lord. We will think those things that are holy and pure and that are of a good report today, God. Father, I thank you today. Ready our hearts our spirits, our minds to be upon you, Lord, as we receive your word in this house today. God, we thank you for your manifested presence in this room today, God. For your graciousness, your, your mercy today, God. We thank you, God. Prepare our hearts, prepare the seed, prepare our hearts for the seed of your word today, God, that we may receive what it is that you have to say to us through your holy word today. This I pray in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. And everybody with a loud voice said, amen. Amen. Can we give God some praise in this room? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, my God. So good to be in the house of the, come on, of the living God with you this morning. I just want to welcome you to the house of God this morning. Such a pleasure to be in the house worshiping 
with his people today. There's no other place I'd rather be than with God and his people. And I just want to welcome you to the house. If you're watching by way of online, we just want to welcome you. We're so excited that you are watching with us this morning, worshiping with us this morning. Look, before you find your seat, I know some of you already sat. I'm going to get you to get up real quick because we want to love on each other in the house of God. Amen. Would you find somebody? I think the president said that we ain't in a pandemic no more. So maybe you can hug somebody, right? Maybe you can hug somebody and give them some love. Good morning, church. How y'all doing this morning? Y'all doing good? Awesome. Man, the atmosphere is charged. The Holy Spirit is in this place. And I'm excited because I believe the Lord wants to continue to do more today. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Cool. I'll get the privilege just to share a passage of scripture as we prepare our hearts to give. Today, ushers, you may make your way forward to the front. I'm going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 18. This is the Apostle Paul. He is instructing Timothy to uh, teach the rich on what to do with their money and their wealth. So let's go ahead and read here in verse 17. It says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Verse 18, it says, Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always be ready to share with others. So the first thing we can learn from here, this is not just, even though the context is speaking to the rich, this applies to us, to believers today, on what we should do with our money. Look at what verse 18 says here. He says, tell them to use their money to do good. See, as a believer, God calls us to use our money for good works, right? Every time we sow into the house of God, every time we give, we are sowing into souls being, and lives being changed. We're sowing into good ground, right? Every time we give, to a, a homeless person every time we give to the poor every time we bless somebody in need we're using our finances and our wealth for good works for the kingdom of God and that's how the life of a believer should live we should be the most generous people on this earth amen and that's what God calls us to do today so my question for you is where have you been placing your money you see because Paul was warning that a lot of times you know our money, we can just focus on ourselves. We can just focus on our own wants and our own desires. But for the believer, it should be different with the way the world pursues wealth. We should use our money to do good works for the kingdom of God. And not just our money, but our talents, our times, and our resources. Our, our group of men went to Southside and helped clean the school up. That's being rich in good works. Every time that you give to missions or you help somebody pay their light bill that's struggling. Every time you use your money to help God's people and help people that are in need need you're being rich in good works and God calls us to be generous in that way in our finances amen 
And so that's the word of the Lord for us today. Let us go ahead and pray as we prepare to give. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for everything that you've given us, God. It all belongs to you anyway, Lord. Lord, you're asking us to be good stewards with us. You're asking us to, to be generous, Lord God, with the wealth and the finance that you give us, Lord. So today we give back to you generously so we can see others come into the kingdom, God. We give back today, Lord, so we can see your gospel continue to spread further, Lord God. We give back today, Holy Spirit, the acts of act of worship to you Lord God and we give back today as an act of faith Lord knowing that you will supply all of our needs Lord God so we thank you for the gift and we thank you for the giver today we ask you to bless them in Jesus name we pray amen good morning church here's this week's announcements hey if you're interested in learning more about our church our history and vision. I would love to invite you to our First Steps class next Sunday at 9 a.m. You'll also learn about ways you can get involved and serve here at the church. We'll have coffee and light refreshments, so just come and hear about the heart of First Assembly. We hope to see you next Sunday. Parents and grandparents, we have two great events coming up for your students that we want to let you know about. Our Royal Rangers Campout is coming up on October 28th through the 30th. During this event, the boys will enjoy campfire services, shooting sports, camping, trail hiking, and rocketry. We hope that your boy can join us for the camp out this year. For our girls, we have our GEMS Girls Ministry Sleepover. It's also on October 28th and 29th. This year, the girls will be having a fashion show, arts and crafts, worship, a bonfire, and they'll join the boys for the shooting sports and the archery. Both of these events, the cost is $30 per student, and you can register today by scanning the QR code on the screen. Hey, it's Pastor Seth, and I just wanted to give you an announcement about Influence Conference for all of our 7th through 12th graders. It's happening this year on November 18th and 19th in Lafayette at Family Life Church. The deadline to register for this event is November 9th, so use the QR code on the screen to check out the registration for this event. Hope to see you there. Hey church, Pastor Desmond here. I want to let you know we have some new discipleship groups that will be starting soon. If you're interested in joining a discipleship group, there's a couple ways that you can sign up. The first way is on our website at firstassembly.place. Click the connect tab, fill out the discipleship form, and someone from our staff will contact you. Another way you can sign up is in our welcome center. Fill out the form in our welcome center, and someone from our staff will contact you to help you get plugged into a discipleship group. If you're interested in leading a discipleship group, we have an onboarding process for that. You can contact me a couple ways. You can uh, connect with me in person at one of our services, or you can email me at desmond at youngsvillefirst.com. One of the steps in the onboarding process to lead a discipleship group is to attend our discipleship group leader training that will be held here at the church on November the 12th at 9 a.m. I hope to hear from you soon. God bless you. Hey, Pastor Travis here. We want to let you know about a ministry opportunity coming this October. We're partnering with Operation Christmas Child. This is a ministry where we take shoe boxes and we pack them with toys, school supplies, and hygiene items and send them around the world to children in need. Coming on October 9th, we're gonna have the boxes available for you here in the living room for you to pick up, take home, and fill with those items and bring it back here before November 6th. Also, on October 26th, on that Wednesday night, we're gonna have a packing party where we have 150 boxes available that we're gonna fill with all those toys, school supplies, hygiene items, and we're gonna pray over them, and we're gonna send them across the world to all these children. 
We're looking forward to this ministry opportunity and we hope that you can partner with us this year. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining us here at First Assembly, a place to meet with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? Who is not ready to start thinking about Christmas stuff? I mean, my goodness, where has the year gone? I mean, it's like, why are we talking about Christmas? Ah, okay, apparently I'm the only person that has a problem with it. Y'all just must like cinnamon sugar cookies and, and elf movies. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Elf, what, anybody else? Wonderful, It's a Wonderful Life. Those are great, great. Santa Claus, I, I kind of like that show with the little kid with the glasses that's going to shoot his eye out. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Christmas Story. That's it. That's it. It's just like, it's like life, you know. It's just filled with disappointment and, and people telling you stuff, you know, when you want to do good stuff that you can't do it. You know, that's just, anyway. Man, it's good to be here. <laughs> I'm glad I have a sense of humor. It's called, you know, if you don't have one, you can go stop at our welcome center. They're going to get you one there. Um. I don't know. Anyway, it's just good to be here. Hey, so just a couple of things. Um, you know, thank you so much for all of, uh, all of you who've already given to our Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, you should see that on the way out. It's just a truck there. They're taking any frozen meat that you may have. Uh, also, I had a wonderful time this past week. Uh, me and a couple of guys went to the refinery mission in Opelousas. Man, just saw, just you see God move in that, like, in that time of desperation, I don't know, we had probably 10, 12 guys receive Jesus as their Savior. It's awesome. Heaven keeps count, so I don't have to of, of people who get saved. And uh, it's not about what we do here on this earth. You know, we just reach people for Jesus. That's kind of where it's at. Uh, kind of a, a cool thing I just want to let you know about. Uh, how many of y'all know that we have a football field in the back of the property? A couple of people. It's a nice football field. So we, we've been praying. Actually, the very vision for this church originally was to ha help house a school, a Christian school, Assembly Christian School, which uh, many of you probably attended. Laura was uh, on the, the champ state championship basketball team. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's a couple of years ago, but you know, and uh, but they had built a football field. So now we're going to partner with Westminster Christian Academy, and they're, they're going to be able to use our football field in the back to help host their home games. It's like, man, God knew that somebody needed a football field 20 years ago. So, man, can you say amen? That's exciting that we get to work on that and do that. It's good stuff. Uh, just a, one final announcement before we really get into the message. Uh, man, my dear friend and sister, Lou Cox, has gone home to be with Jesus. And, uh, man, I know, listen, uh, she, she went home at, at the... At, 91 years old. It is a time of celebration. She knew Jesus, uh, I mean, as a personal friend, and she was my very close and personal friend. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Steve, right where you're sitting at back there, that used to be Miss Lou's spot. So had you come in this morning, I would have went and put an umbrella over there because that was Miss Lou and Miss Wanda's spot, but you could sit there now. Um, uh, but it shows her celebration of life service is going to be here at the church at 3 p.m. on Monday. Uh, but before that, we're going to have just a, a time of fellowship and reception at 1 p.m. We'll have some, some light refreshments and stuff like that. If you, man, you can't cry. You're going to make me cry. We're going to have a time of just hugging necks and all that. Amen.
So we want to just let you know about that. But Well, this morning, I want to get into the Word, but before we do, uh, I want to invite Parker, if you'd come on up. He's going to help us with our memory verse this week. Come on, how many of y'all got the memory verse memorized? Listen, this is like the best memory verse of all memory verses. You got to memorize this one. It's good. But Parker, would you help us out? Man, nice African shirt. How many of y'all like Parker's African shirt? You know, it looks more kind of East African, Kenya, Uganda. He's, you know, Parker's really excited just to be launched out into missions work. And and uh, so my shirt is actually more Western Africa. So uh, so you can see the contrast, right? East meets West. Come on. Hey, man, bring us some Holy Ghost fire. Yes. I want to talk to you about power for a commissioning. We are a commissioning church. In Acts 1.8, that's the memory verse. But in Acts 1, 6 and 7, they were asking Jesus, what are you going to do, Jesus? And he says, no, 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 no. You've got it wrong. You've got it wrong. You go and do. What is your concern of the Father's seasons and times? You're sitting around watching all that. He says, no, here's the power. You go and do. So that goes to our scripture memory verse, Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power, the dunamis power, the power that has might and strength to do mighty signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah. We have it, church. You have it, church. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth, to the end of the earth, we have that boldness to preach the gospel. You know, Peter, before he denied Christ three times, but then after the Holy Spirit, Peter steps out on those steps and he proclaims the gospel and 3,000 souls come to Jesus. We have that same dunamis power. We have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Assemblies of God, you were born in fire. This is a church that is on fire. And we will send out because we have a commission. Mark 16, 15 through 18. We have a commission to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. Say, I believe. In my name, I will cast out demons. I will speak with new tongues. No poison will hurt me. And I will lay hands on the sick. Say it. I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So first assembly, we have a commissioning tree out there. And I prophesy we're going to send people to the nations. We're going to commission people at that tree and we're going to send them to the nations. Devil, you're in trouble because we at Youngsville First Assembly are on fire for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Love you, brother. Come on, man. Let me pray for you. Hey, I, let's just slow down for a second here. <laughs> I, I need you to grab hold of something. What's, ha- what's taking place in our house. For those of you who don't know, maybe the, the two-minute message is simply an opportunity for you. If you want to do the two-minute message, just let me know. Joe at YoungsvilleFirst.com. And uh, it's an opportunity for you to express your giftings. But Parker's right. The Holy Ghost isn't just so we can sit around, sing and dance and pray in the Spirit. Come on, so that we can go into all nations. Well, God has ministers, ministries that are being birthed out of this place. Well, right now, extend your hands right now. Jesus, Sheila, come on, Sheila, hang on, Sheila, 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 come on, hurry, 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 hurry. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy. Lord, I thank you for this man and woman of God, Lord. Lord, that you are using to accomplish great, mighty, and powerful things, Father God. Lord, I pray that you use them, continue to use them, touch them, Lord God, send them as, as your fire. Lord, we're in Luke 24. Lord, they're like this, that, that, that couple that is on the road to Emmaus. Lord God, did not our hearts burn when we were in his presence? Lord, their hearts are on fire for the things of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. Send them with fire and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all be careful. Those steps are steep. Those steps are steep. That's probably a message somewhere in there. Amen. Hey, I want to just take a, a few minutes this morning. I, I, man, it's just God is just shifting the, the, the service. I want to be totally sensitive, sensitive to the Holy Spirit this morning. And, uh, and, and just, I feel like there's some people here who just need a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, maybe, maybe you've been in ministry. Maybe you've been done things in the past. Maybe you've just come to this place of dryness, kind of like as dry as my mouth is. Braylon, can I get just some water, man? Maybe that's a prophetic, uh, my mouth is dry, therefore the spirit. But I mean, there's a fire here this morning, you know, and, and, and I just want to take, like, not take advantage of it, but just recognize that God is doing something. Come on, God wants to set some people on fire for, for the Holy Ghost. Well, how many of you know that God uses absolutely, totally normal people to do supernatural, crazy, and incredible things? I, I mean, it's not like God just goes and picks people out of the line from seminary college. I love seminary. I love Christian colleges. But no, God takes and he pulls people from the field while they're tending the sheep. Come on, God goes and he takes people while they're, while they're, they're threshing wheat in the wine press and he calls them into their future. Come on, God takes people right off of the boat and he says, come on, come and follow me. God's not waiting for seminary college. Come on, he's waiting for electricians. He's waiting for plumbers. He is waiting for, for, for Sunday school teachers. He is waiting for the natural, normal things. All he needs to do is put his spirit within you. Well, I believe that, that, that today God wants to just impart some things. Come on, I believe in the spirit of impartation. Because I was imparted with something. I was imparted with salvation 20 years ago when Jesus took a broke, alcoholic, living on the streets, totally destitute of any life or promise, and he just touched my heart. And I was never the same again. Eight years later, I was at a a church service, and I heard all these people praying in tongues. I'm like, these people are crazy. They are crazy. By the way, just want you to know, crazy for Jesus 
And, and I mean, I was sitting there in a church service and I had all these barriers, all this lack of understanding in my life. And, 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 and I, I just, I read a book just that tore down some intellectual things that I had going on. And then one day I just, man, I was in this church service and Pastor J.C. Jennings, he was, he was preaching and he said, man, God wants to fill some people with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. He says, if only you would just lift your hands and surrender your life to him. And I'm like, I'm looking around. Everybody in that service has got their hands lifted, you know. And I'm standing there like, I ain't lifted my hands. Because, I mean, as soon as I lift my hands, obviously everybody's going to stop lifting their hands. The, mute, the lights are going to turn fully on. Everybody's going to turn around and start clapping or something. Because, you know, obviously everybody was waiting on me. You know, the truth is, is I was so self-centered and self-focused that I couldn't even see what God was trying to do in my life and family. And I said, well, I mean, you know what? I was like, you know, maybe this is the moment. God, will you fill me with your spirit? And I was like, went to lift my hands. And I was like, oh, it's hard, man. It's like, oh, where's Aaron and her when you need them? If you don't know the Bible, you will not get my bad jokes. This is Christian comedy, okay? With salvation and baptism of the Holy Ghost at the end. It's the best day ever, you know? Uh... But I, I, I lifted my hands. The spirit of God came and lived with me. And I tell you, my friends, I was on fire for Jesus. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, Shannon can testify. I was I was a Christian. I was a nice guy. But man, when the spirit of God came and lived with me, there was a fire that was burned so bright, Sister Margaret, that I couldn't I, I couldn't put it out. I, everywhere I went. I mean, I was like uh, I was just wanted to tell people about Jesus. It was this, this, this power, and, and it kind of ties into our, our, our scripture memory verse. Man, there's power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. For what? For one purpose, to be my witnesses in all Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. There is power in the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Robin, I just totally changed my message. All of my slides are right now effectively irrelevant. So anyway, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit this morning, if that's okay. I just, want, I just feel like God wants to touch some people this morning. I want to give some time for that, if that's okay. Y'all didn't come and hear me preach anyway. Come on, y'all came to, to meet with God. Y'all came to meet with the Holy Spirit, with a living, tangible God. God wants to touch you in a way that you've never been touched before. Maybe you're dry, as I said earlier. God's going to touch you this morning. David, we're, we're going to need like just some worship in a little while. I know you can do it. And being as we're in Luke 24, Daryl already went there. And man, my goodness, I should have just let you preach, man. That was good. Yeah. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Hmm. I'm going to look in Luke 24, 13. It reads this. Luke 24, 13. Now behold... Two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they, they talked together of all these things which had happened. 
And so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. I just want to take a pause for a moment and just kind of paint a picture for you. I mean, in this very moment, these are these two men. We hear these, these guys, these two guys that were on the road to Emmaus and, and they were, as it says, they were, they're on this road, which was seven miles from Jerusalem and they walked together and they talked about all these things that had happened. And it says in that moment that Jesus himself, the resurrected Jesus himself, I mean, I need you to get what is taking place. Two people walk, Braylon, come on up here just for a second. Two people, I mean, they're walking, they're talking about Jesus. They're just like, man, they're, you know, hey, man, oh, that conference was fire, man. Oh, man, come on, let's, we're going to go to Jerusalem. I heard they had some great things taking place. It was awesome, man. I mean, what, did, what was your favorite point from the speaker that, that you heard about? Um... It was awesome, man. Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Ghost. I mean, they're walking. And then some guy comes and starts walking with them. I mean, it's like Jesus himself. And I can only imagine that they start saying, man, hey, dude, come on. I'm not going to get another person. They're like, dude, did you see, did you see her hear about what happened to Jerusalem? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, they were excited. They start telling them and they start talking to him about all these things. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. My sermon illustration for the day. And, and, and I mean, their hearts, I mean, they're talking about all this. And this is kind of where we are in church world today. I mean, we'll go to a conference. Shannon and a group of ladies just got back from a conference. Oh, my goodness. I wish I'd have been there. But but it's like it's not enough just to talk about all the things that you hear, talk about all the things that that are going on. But God wants to do something supernatural in your life. He wants to change things supernatural in your life. And sometimes we can get so blinded by the events around us that we can't even see the Jesus that's walking with us. These guys are walking to Jerusalem. They heard about all of this cool stuff. This guy was named Jesus. He was a great prophet and he was crucified on a cross. I heard that, that, that I mean, it got dark for a few days. It was kind of wild. It was a crazy event, Brother Mike. It was just wild stuff. They're talking about it. And, and, but their minds were so blinded to the circumstances around them that they can't even see the Jesus that was walking with them because it says their eyes were restrained. Verse 17, Luke 24, 17. And then he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in those days? And he said to them, what things? So... They said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since, things, since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our co company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels 
who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. Why do we search for the living amongst the dead? Then Jesus said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning him. And then they drew near to the village where they were going, and, and he indicated that he would have gone further, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. And they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven, and they began to just declare that all the things that they had seen. Come on, I feel like... It, there's a there's this movement in the church today that we like to talk about, we like to discuss, we like to have philosophical conversations about all the wonderful, amazing and mighty works that Jesus has done. But yet we can come into a church service not realizing that the very Jesus we are discussing is sitting right next to us on the chairs. Come on, I believe that God is doing something. He is opening up the eyes of the church that we walk in power and authority. Come on, something has to change. Something has to transition. Something has to become new. You have to take a step of faith. I want to just go to Luke 24, 36. Jesus appears and he says to his disciples, he says, now as they, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet as that, that it is I myself. Handle me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Verse 44, Jesus said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled and were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that he might, that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said them, he said this to them. Thus it was written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and they and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem and they all and they and you are witnesses of the, of these things behold I send the promise of the father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high 
So I, I believe that God has not only wants to reveal himself to us, he doesn't just want us to have an intellectual knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is, but he wants to fill us. He gives us a promise. He says, you will be endued with power from on high. Not only does Jesus just want us to know about him, not only does Jesus just want us to walk blindly by him, not only does Jesus want us to just knowingly walk with him, but Jesus wants to endue us with power from on high. That way we can be witnesses witnesses of him in everywhere that we go, that there is a, a promise from Jesus, a promise from God, that there is something more than just simply knowledge of the, the crucifixion, resurrection and forgiveness of sins. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not enough for salvation, but what I'm saying is, is that it's not enough to be a witness to him. He wants to put power in you. In fact, he promised power in you. The same Jesus that healed the sick, the same Jesus that raised the dead, the same Jesus that preached on Mount, on, on, on the, on the uh, Sermon on the Mount, the same Jesus that fed the 5,000, the same Jesus that, that was raised from the dead gave you a promise. He says, I want to pro give you a promise that I am sending another, a helper, the Holy Spirit that's going to come and live in you. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to fill you with a power that is, that is so powerful that you can become an effective witness for me. He wants to give you gifts. He wants, I mean, he has gifts within you that he can put, that he can place, that you can use to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm convinced that the world would already be saved if the church would just wake up and begin to operate in the gifts that he has put within us. Because we have power. I believe that we have church, a church body that typically operates like these two men on the road to Emmaus. I mean, we, you know, hey, man, we love Jesus. It was awesome, man. You heard about Jesus. We know the stories. We know everything that took place, but we don't have a relationship with him, that we walk with him and we talk with him. I mean, maybe you come to church and we do communion. You're like, oh, Jesus was there in my communion. Jesus is in your communion, but he don't want to stay there, doc. He wants to be with you every moment of every day, every second. He wants to use you and touch you. He wants to touch the people around you. In fact, you are a vessel of his grace and mercy. But we have to move past this, just a knowledge of who Jesus is. We have to move past this, this knowledge of just understanding, knowing the Bible stories. I, I love the stories. In fact, I believe that teaching is one of these gifts that God gives and teachers are important. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, have it not been for a teacher, I don't know that I could have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I had intellectual box. I had allowed the world to begin to tell me who the Holy Spirit is and who the Holy Spirit isn't. In fact, that the world would even tell you that that gifts of the Spirit, that praying in tongues and all that stuff, just a bunch of hojo mojo. Well, tell the lady that was healed from cancer supernaturally that the Holy Spirit doesn't heal today. I mean, the Holy Ghost is alive and active and working in and through his people right now, today, in this room. He can heal you. He can touch you. If only you would believe. But you have to move past an understanding of the, G, the stories of Jesus. You have to grab hold of the promises of Jesus. So Jesus, he goes and he begins to talk with these disciples. He goes from this, this story of these men on this road and they're telling these stories and then their heart begins to burn. Man, I, I have to ask you, does your heart burn for the things of Jesus? Well, if your heart is not burning even right now in this moment, I mean, you need to ask, say, Jesus, come into this place right now. 
My heart is on fire for the things of God. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs. I want to see souls saved with the message of Jesus. Everything that I do, everything that I say, every direction that I go is geared towards that. That's just the way I am. It wasn't the way I always was. But since I got baptized with the Holy Ghost, that's kind of where it's at. So these two men, they go and they tell the stories to others and the disciples and they, they meet with Jesus. I mean, it was, a, it was awesome. Jesus begins to show them the, the nail-scarred hands. You know, he begins to show them the, the side, the pierced, you know. Some of us in this world, we, we know the stories, but there's some of us have actually seen the miraculous work of Jesus. Come on, it ain't enough just to see it. Come on, God wants us to be it. Come on, we, we have people, have, oh, I've seen God heal stuff. I've seen people get baptized in the Holy Ghost. I've seen things. I mean, you can't deny in your mind that Jesus isn't real. You can't deny in your mind that the Holy Ghost isn't real, but, but you've never really experienced it before. You know, they say seeing is believing. I don't really buy into that doctrine and philosophy. I've seen things on the Internet that I would never believe. In fact, I encourage you to just don't even watch the Internet anymore. Turn the channel to something else, the, uh, not the Internet. But, but we have this like, ah, oh, man, I see Jesus. Oh, that's powerful. Oh, Jesus is raised again. Jesus, your promise of my salvation is fulfilled. These are important things. I'm not trying to deny that. But Jesus said, yeah, you see it. You believe it. You, you'll even tell other people about it. He said, but you're not ready to go yet. He said, because there's more than just believing, right? There's a, there's a knowledge. Then there's a believing. And then there's an enduing. But I had more time to flush out this message. Those would have rhymed or all started with the letter P. I promise you. But you're just getting a raw message right now. I just, this is just where I'm at. This is where we are. I mean, but, but there's some of us who know about Jesus, and that's good. That's a starting place. Man, I love our, our kids' ministry, and Pastor Travis and all the team do an amazing job of teaching all of our kids the Bible stories. As a matter of fact, right now, I can guarantee you that Pastor Travis is over there teaching your kids about the Holy Ghost, because it's our memory verse for today. My goal, my hope and goal is that all of our kids are baptized in the Holy Ghost and we can just come sit in the chairs. They can get up here and preach and lead worship and do all the things that we can do. Jesus says, come to me as little children. You see, part of our growth is, is, is knowing. Part of our growth is knowledging. The second part of our growth is believing. We have to believe what Jesus has done. I mean, how many of you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? I believe that. Come on, I mean, you can have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you believe that Jesus is your Lord, then you have a knowledge, you have an understanding, you have a belief that, that this world isn't the end of it, you know? Like, we're going to live together in eternity with Jesus. I, I mean, we're celebrating Sister Lou, and I mean, we're sad because she's not here. But how many of you know she's dancing with Jesus right now? She's not sad. She, you couldn't get her back here. I mean, you can say, Miss Lou, you can be 30 again, be a multimillionaire, live on a beach in Baja or whatever. She'd be like, this is way better. No. I don't know what heaven looks like, but I know it's better than this. Amen. But it's like we can have this belief. If we have, begin to have belief, of course, if, 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 if there was a fire in this building, there's not. And, and you believe that, like, oh, there's a fire in this building. What's that going to begin to precipitate? Action, right? Like, oh, man, where there's belief, there comes action. Where there's belief, there becomes action. 
So even, even on the level of believism, we can begin to have actions that begin to look like salvation in our life. And I believe that you are saved. I believe that when you begin to believe, it says this in, in, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 23, I think it is, that whoever confesses, that whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, they shall be saved. You see, the, you can have a, a level of understanding that goes beyond just knowing the stories and moves into believing the stories. And that belief is going to begin to precipitate action change in your life. Man, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to lay down the cigarettes. I'm going, to, I'm going to lay down the chewing tobacco. I'm going to lay down all of the pornography. I'm going to begin to lay down all of the sin that I have in my life. Why? Be- because I believe that Jesus died for me, and I believe that the blood of Jesus cleanses me and washes me white as snow. But how many of you realize that believing is good, but believing is not enough? Even Jesus said this. Even Jesus said this. He says this, he says, he says that, he said, I, he opened up their understanding in Luke 24, 46. He says, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. But behold, I send the promise of the father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He says, you believe, he said, if you believe, then wait, because something's coming. He says, wait for the promise of the Father. What were they waiting on? You have to ask that, say, what were they waiting on? What was the promise of the Father? Maybe they're waiting on Jesus to come back. Well, we're still waiting. He's coming back. It ain't happened yet. He says, you're waiting on something, someone else, a comforter that's going to come, and he's going to endue you with power. I believe that Jesus reiterates this in the book of Acts. And, and, and he re- reiterates it in the book of Acts, as we read today. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus has given us this promise. He said, there's power that comes with your salvation. There's power that comes with your knowledge. There's power that comes with your belief. And friends, I mean, you can believe in Jesus. I'm a believer in Jesus, but I'm also a born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost believer in Jesus. And I believe that that because I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost, that we can operate in all the signs, wonders and miracles that that Parker was talking about, that we can heal the sick, that we can raise the dead. That, and I've seen these things with my eyes, but we got to move past believing into operating into being endued and to start doing the work that God's called us to do. So when, what is this promise? When is this promise fulfilled? When is the promise fulfilled? Is it fulfilled whenever we give our heart to Jesus? No. That's, that's, that's just beginning to take that first step into the promise. I believe that there's more. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one Accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. 
You see, in this moment, the promise that Jesus was talking about, the promise that he gave these two men on the road to Emmaus, the promise that he gave his disciples when he was in that room, showing him his hands and his, and his side, that promise was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost by the Holy Spirit coming and filling them with fire and tongues. And I mean, it was amazing. This is the baptism. This is the promise. If you're not operating in the promise of Jesus, why would you want to not operate in a promise? I mean, it's literally like opening up a, like, yeah, I mean, we're, we did Christmas a little bit, right? Could you imagine if we just sent those boxes all over the world and didn't put anything in them? That'd be horrible. All these kids, they see the boxes and the boxes are like, wow, there's a box. It's amazing. No doubt. I love the box, but... The real, the real thing I want is what's inside the box. I mean, the box is cool, but you know, you don't just send boxes to people. You send stuff inside the box. So why would, if, if we receive this gift in Jesus Christ of salvation, it's like this, this Christmas present that's sitting underneath our tree. It's just waiting to be opened. And many of us just like March and, and, and April and May and June and July has gone by. And we're still looking at the that present that's under the tree, mostly because we're not willing to open the gift, open the present, open the promise, receive what Jesus actually has given to us. Come on, it's time to... Wake up and receive what Jesus wants to give to us. He has already sent the Holy Spirit. Filled, he filled them with power. This is what being endued looks like. In Acts chapter 2, verses 14, then Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let, us, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose. He's talking to all these Christians who just got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I mean, I, look, maybe you've never been drunk. Maybe you've never seen a drunk person, but these people were acting in such a way that it was suspicious of what they had, had happened to them that day. So it's not like I'm going to be like sitting in a chair. I mean, maybe so, but I'm sitting here. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, there's the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Show, singing some song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That could be happening to some of y'all right now. And the person next to you doesn't even know. Here's my point. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, everybody knew it. As a matter of fact, it was, it, it, it was correlated with this concept of being drunk. I mean, there was some manifestations. Something had changed. Something had gotten into them and maybe they were singing. Maybe they were dancing. Maybe they were walking in freedom. Maybe they were just excited about, I don't know. They're like, man, what is wrong with this dude? Is he drunk? I said, no, Peter says. He says this. He says, I mean, because this is not how Peter said it. I, he, didn't, he said, for these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it's only the third hour of the day. No, I don't really. That's maybe that's how you read your Bible. That's not how Peter's like, they're not drunk like you thinking. Come on, man. They're not. This is something happened. This is a fulfillment of the promise that came from Jesus. This is a fulfillment of the promise that the prophets gave to us. Come on, even in the prophet Joel, it says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. 
and on my maidservants and men servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. They began to, they changed. Uh, they were awakened to something new, something powerful was birthed within them. I, I love, man, I don't remember some theologian who's, he says, you know, the, the, the power of, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't that when God touches you, you begin to speak into the tongues and fall on the ground and roll around and all that stuff. He said the real power is that God can touch a person and they don't explode. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, when we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can just leave, check your dignity at the door if that's okay. I mean, man, somebody's life is being changed and transformed and we're like, well, they shouldn't really act like that. Get out of here. Get back. No, actually, don't get out of here. Get up here. Come on, get up here. You need the Holy Ghost. So there's manifestations. I can just imagine these two guys, man. Hearts burning. They're burning. It's burning. And then they're out, they're out there with Peter. I mean, they're preaching. They're laying hands on the sick. People are coming to new life. It says 3,000 souls were saved that day. Oh, my goodness. The manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Salvation. Baptisms. I don't know. I mean, we baptized over 100 people in the past several months. God is doing something. He's changing hearts. Don't tell me it's all show. Well, God is healing. How many of you have been supernaturally healed by the power of God? Supernaturally. Supernaturally. Look around. Look at the hands. Don't tell me Jesus isn't a healer. Don't tell me God ain't a healer. I've seen God heal cancer. I've seen God heal depression. I've seen him heal anxiety. I've seen, I've seen God heal a broken bank account. Shannon's seen him raise the dead. I've seen him raise the dead. I wasn't here that Sunday. We have a brother in our church who was raised from the dead. He's still alive today. Shot in the chest with a 45. Still alive today. Pronounced dead by the doctors. Men of faith prayed prayer, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. They prayed for him. He's got the little, the little towel on his head. Doctors basically, I mean, they, they were disconnecting it from all the machines. Prayer. Stood up, said, hey, can I have a Coke? God, we have a miracle work in God. I wonder if that's what Lazarus said. Comes out, got these grave clothes. He's like, man, whoo, man, I can't wait till Coke gets invented. Man. Power. It's power. It's power. Don't tell me prophecy's dead. Look, look, if 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 you anyway. There's power. Come on, worship team, come on. We're just gonna pray for power. Come on, uh, come on, worship. Stand up with me if you will. We've got some water baptisms here coming up. Come on, if you, uh, we've got some water baptisms. If you've never been water baptized, I want to encourage you to do that. We're going to have a time of prayer here in just a minute.
after our time of prayer, we're going to have some water baptisms. If you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I, I want to encourage you to start walking in obedience to Scripture. Walking in obedience is more than just reading. Don't just, I mean, read your Bible, yes, but start doing what it says. And one of the things that Jesus taught, that's taught clearly in Scripture, is that, you know, those who, who believe and are baptized shall be saved. I, I, believe, I don't believe that baptism saves you, but I believe it's a first step of obedience and salvation. It's like, man, I want to be a mighty missionary to Kenya, Uganda. I want to go preach the gospel everywhere that I go. The first step in walking in big obedience is walking in little obedience. Before God will ever use you to pray and heal cancer, he's probably going to use you to pray and heal some kind of gallbladder issue that I had this morning. That's going. I feel fine, by the way. So, so if you've never been baptized... What I want you to do is, is after we're done with prayer, I'm just going to give some time for the Holy Ghost to start stirring your heart. I want you to go meet Pastor Desmond over here by the cross and, and we'll baptize you today. Amen? Amen. After our prayer, we're, we're fixing to pray for some fire to come on people. Well, how many of y'all, I, I, I want to see God move this morning. Well, I want the same fire of the Holy Ghost that's in me to be in you that same fire that was on the day of Pentecost to be in you the, the same fire that was on those two men's hearts on the road to Emmaus to be in you that same fire that began in that room with those disciples to be in you so this is what I want to do this morning I, I, I just want to I feel it's just time to pray and in part, I've got some altar ministry workers that are, that are going to come up here. Come on, would y'all come on, altar ministry team? These are my friends. They, they know how to pray, and this is our prayer for this morning. Listen, if you need healing, you can come pray for healing. But the, our prayer is not going to be a prayer for healing. Our prayer is going to be that you get filled with the fullness of God's presence. Because when God baptizes you in the Holy Ghost, he's going to heal you. If you have a, a, a family situation, if you have a, a, a brain situation, if you've got a whatever kind of situation you're in, come on, right now, we're praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with fire. I want fire to come in these altars. Well, maybe, maybe you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You want to receive it today. This is your time. You don't have to wait for me to say come. You can just start coming now if you want to. Maybe you've, it's been a while. You've been, man, I, I know what it means to live in the fullness of God's promises. But man, I have let that fire go out. Well, we want to relight the fire this morning. We want to relight the fire this morning. But we want to change destinies this morning. I want to put a fire in you that's going to go out into the world to be a witness of who Jesus is. That we lay hands on the sick. That we see signs, wonders, and miracles once again. Come on, God is raising up a generation of Elijahs that will stand in resistance to the ways of the world. Come on, you can't do that unless you have the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Spirit, it says, will give, bring to your remembrance those things that you ought to say when you stand before dignitaries and magistrates. 
Well, you may say, God's called me to the marketplace. Get the fire of the Holy Ghost in you. God will give you words to reach. Well, so that right now, what we're going to do is the worship team's just going to start. They're going to start playing. If you need the fire of the Holy Ghost, if you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit this morning, if you want to see God move in your life today, would you come right now as the worship team plays? We're going to pray for you. Amen. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't wait.
Come on, can we just extend our hands? Come on, we're just, we're not, we're, we're not watching. We're participating. Come on, right now. Come on, maybe if you're out there, if you're sitting in your chair, you're filled with the Spirit, would you just begin to pray in the Spirit as the Lord gives you utterance? Come on, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Lord, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. We just want you. We just want you, Father. Send the fire of your presence in this place. We thank you, Jesus. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, there's nothing else, Lord. We are hungry for you, Jesus. We're hungry for you, Jesus. Come on, those hunger pains that you feel for lunch, re-identify them as a hunger for Jesus. Re-identify them for a hunger for Jesus. I just want you, Lord. I just want you, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh fire in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Hallelujah. Come on, can we just extend our hands right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for your grace. Lord, we thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for a supernatural release of Pentecost all across Louisiana. Lord, we thank you for it, Jesus. Lord, I pray that even now, Lord, let not just our hearts be on fire, but Lord, let our lives be on fire. Let our lives burn for you. Lord, let us be witnesses unto you. Let us be filled, endued with power from on high. Endue us, Lord. I don't even know what that word means. Endue me. Fill me. Change me. Change me, Jesus. Lord, I hunger for you. I hunger for you, Jesus. Come on, we're going to just continue to pray right here. Just If you're praying, just continue to pray. But I, I want to begin to see some water baptisms. So those who are just getting prepared, getting ready for some water baptism, would you make your way over here to the cross? Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Nothing else will do. Can we just say, sing that? Come on, I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Come on, just sing that. 
Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want. Have you done No. Come on, let's just begin to worship. Come on, let's just begin to worship. Come on, if you if you want to make a commitment to be baptized in water, where's Laura? Where's Laura? Is she praying with people? I just want you. Nothing else. I shut up my soul. I just want you, nothing else. No, I need those towels right there. I need those three towels, all three of them. Come on, can we just sing out? Nothing else. Come on, don't check out. Nothing else will do. Wait a We're going to baptize Jeremiah. But his mama's filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, worship team. Can y'all sing that? I just keep singing. Cause I just Come on, let's just begin to sing out.
Hallelujah. Come on, is God good? Come on, is God good? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, right now, this one, one more time, we're going to pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you take this fire that's in us, Lord. Lord, let us take it out these doors. Lord, let us take us into our schools, our workplaces. Lord God, let us take us into the political arena, Father God. Lord, let us take us to, to, to media. Lord, send the fire of Pentecost to Hollywood in Jesus' name. Lord, the, the, the centers of influence, Lord, change them with your power of your spirit. Send us. Come on, right now, if that's your prayer, say, send me. Would you just lift your hands? Come on, say that. Say, send me. Say it again. Send me. You're sent in Jesus' name. Y'all go in the peace of the Lord. Amen.